Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? This is episode 56 of What Do You Got? I'm Nick. I'm here with my co-host Rob. And uh, if I sound a little bit under the weather, it's because I am. Uh, I've been sick all week. Thankfully, not COVID, but uh, getting over some congestion and possible sinus infection. So, uh, some kind of sex disease. Some some kind of sex disease. Uh, I might be a little bit uh, on the downtrodden side today, but it's okay because this is Rob's pitch. So, Rob, how are you? Uh, I guess I'm better than you. Ouch! <laughs> that hurt in multiple levels no i'm like a physical but... <laughs> how how are you doing rob how have you how have you been you know i worked till three last night so i'm also a little bit that's 3 a.m uh, for those yeah. at home <laughs> which should be everybody um <laughs> yeah but you know at least uh at least you're not working right now at this moment this is a good point because um, this isn't work, guys. This, this is all this, love. This is love and passion and two white guys with a podcast. What two else could you ask for? With a um, Rob, this is this is a long article. Um, this is a a strange article, and I don't know how to feel about this article. So I want you to. I'm going to hand it off to you so that you can explain to our listeners what we're going to be discussing today so i'm going to read to our our listeners from the first part of the article um about the first half a page or so just to just to get you into what the reporter was experiencing live on the ground here (laughs) uh this is called uh from vice.com the brazilian town where the american confederacy lives on yes One day last spring, near an old rural cemetery in southern Brazil, a black man named Marcelo Gomez held up the corners of a Confederate flag to pose for a cell phone photo. After the picture was taken, Gomez said he saw no problem with a black man paying homage to the history of the Confederate States of America. American culture is a beautiful culture, he said. Some of his friends had Confederate blood. Gomez had joined... In a vial. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the only acceptable way. <laughs> Gomez had joined some 2,000 Brazilians at the annual Festa of the Fraternidade Descendencia Americana, the Brotherhood of Confederate Descendants in Brazil, on a plot near the town of Americana, which was settled by southern defectors 150 years ago. The graveyard is usually empty save for its caretaker or the odd worshiper drawn to its little brick chapel. On the morning of the Festa, a public address system blaring the Confederate battle song Stonewall Jackson's Way had interrupted the cemetery's silence. Brazilians in 10-gallon hats and leather jackets called out greetings. For miles around the graveyard, unfiltered sun beat down on sugarcane fields planted by the thousands of Confederates who had rejected Reconstruction and fled the United States in the wake of the Civil War, a voluntary exile that American history has, 
more or less erased. Their scattered diaspora has gathered annually for the past 25 years. The party they throw, which receives funding from the local government, is the family union of the Confederados, one of the last remaining enclaves of the children of the reconstructed South. Unreconstructed Un- Unreconstructed, South. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brazilians file past a a rebel flag banner emblazoned with the Southern Maxim heritage, not hate. (laughs) (laughs) They lined up in a booth where they traded Brazilian reals for the Festa's legal tender, print out Confederate $1 bills. The exchange rate was one-to-one. The Southern economy had apparently survived. Kids flocked to the trampoline and moon bounce. Old timers staked out shade beneath white tents early on the line for fried chicken grew almost too long to brave. Under a tent, I picked at some chicken and watched a young, blonde Brazilian woman maneuver an enormous Confederate flag hoop skirt into a chair. I wondered what she made of the symbol. She introduced herself as Beatrice Stopa, a reporter for Glamour Brazil. Her grandmother, Rose May Dodson, ran the Confederado fraternity. She'd been dancing at the Festa since she was a kid. I asked if she knew there was a connection between slavery and the American South. I've never heard that before, she said. She wasn't sure why her ancestors had left the United States. <laughs> I know they came. I don't really know the reason. Is I love the idea. Of racism? I love the idea that it's just like, no, we're, we're not going to teach them that stuff because that makes us look bad. So we'll pretend it didn't happen or that it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. And then they'll be fine. <laughs> so that is our, our introduction to the town of Americana, Brazil. Uh, I don't, I don't know if everyone at home had the same immediate reaction that I did, which is why does South America attract weird white racists? Seriously. It, it seems to be a staple of the continent. Cause they got Nazis that just went there and made like Bavarian fucking towns. Yeah. You can go visit a Bavarian town full of blonde people <laughs> in South America. And they're like, my grandfather was a war hero. No, he's not. Hero is probably not the word you want to use. Criminal. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. war criminal would be a better. <laughs> That's an SS uniform. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it the idea, it's just the idea that the people down there. Are just, yeah. Like calling their grandfathers, their great grandfathers war heroes. That's such a and, and to them, they are right. Like their whole family tells this history of, you know, he 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 stopped the invasion of D-Day and like helped with all that stuff. It's just like, it's kind of insane that these people are basically brainwashed and whitewashed history into believing that they are on the right side. And I I think Rob and I are going to take a stance here really quick. Um, I hope this isn't too political. Nazis and the Confederacy are not the right side of history. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> the fact that we have to say that at the top of the show. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we're, we're not even seven minutes into this episode. <laughs> it's a very precise number. <laughs> um, it's, it's a long article. It's a good article. Yeah, it's very um, good. It's quite long. It's probably our second longest after uh, the McDonald's uh, milkshake machine article, uh, which was from, I believe, Wired. Uh, that article was. Um, Sounds correct. It's it's fascinating. I don't know if it's fascinating in a good way because these. Well, this... I can tell you it's immediately fascinating in a bad way just because they're talking about like, oh, we don't know about racism or slavery. Yeah. And literally a page later, it's like uh, 
There's a bunch of guys wearing white supremacist symbols, SS, the Iron Cross, swastika, yeah. the KKK. Uh, they're trying to get in. They're not letting them in. But why? Okay, then why are they showing up? Okay, <laughs> well, what are they? What are they smelling here? You you have something that's drawing these people here at least. So yeah. there's there's something there that's not quite right, right? Like if if Rob and I were to set up like a rally, and a bunch of white supremacists and racists and Nazis showed up to our rally, we'd probably have to like reconsider yeah. the purpose of our rally re-examine your life it's you know <laughs> I, I i say this a lot and it's it's basically a mathematical truth at this point uh and it pisses people off but it's true not all trump supporters are nazis all nazis are trump supporters correct yep there's where there's smoke there's fire yeah exactly yeah and it's it's just one of those things where it's like okay, well, maybe we should reconsider how we're going about this because obviously it's attracting the wrong kind of person. However, yep. that's also something that racists think. So, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a snake eating its own tail situation. I don't want to play chess with these fucking people. <laughs> um, it's, it's too long of an article for us to get further into detail, but what Rob said is pretty much the detail you need to know. This town exists in South America and in, in Brazil where... The Confederates back in the 1800s did defect and created their own town and now whitewashed history to the point where people who live there have grown up knowing or not knowing, thinking that their their ancestors were, you know, American war heroes who tried to stop the um, injustice of the Union. I mean, yeah. they, they, they almost talk about their ancestors like like people here talk about the pilgrims, like fleeing persecution yeah yeah Yeah, that's another thing that people still seem to not grasp exactly that the pilgrims were very bad i guess it's it's much more of an understanding now that christopher columbus was a horrible person um which is funny because it was also an understanding back in the 1500s when christopher columbus was around he was refused by spain to come back like they were like no yeah you're horrible (laughs) We don't want you back. And people are like, well, you can't hold him to today's standards. No, no, no. We're holding him to the 16th century standards. Because that's what everyone else did. If Queen Isabella had her shit together, so can you. (laughs) Italian-American dad. (laughs) Um, With with that, uh, let's just just get right into it. Because uh, this is going to be an interesting one. So, Rob, what do you got? So, as I desperately scrambled to open up my notes app <laughs> you don't have a ready uh, um th- there were a lot of different ways this could have gone it, immediately i was reminded of um uh, movies about enclaves like this like hitchcock famously had one about you know nazis meeting in south america and, and getting nuclear material and you know having to unravel that particular mystery etc etc yeah. et I think that was notorious. Uh, I with think Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, I think you're right. I, ha- I have trouble with the names of Hitchcock movies. Then they of, also like, made Psycho. the sequel, Notorious B.I.G. But... <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Biggie versus Nazis would be a pretty fucking cool movie. That is something you'd see on like sci-fi or an asylum picture of the people that did Sharknado. Yeah, sometimes you think, well, maybe it's it's not such a bad thing that he died young. If that's the <laughs> career track that we can vision for him. <laughs> um, so those those are things that came to mind, and I was I was trying to avoid that because um, it's been done. Uh, I wanted to try and take it to something of a smaller scale. I was still intrigued by this notion of 
uh, a Confederate remnant. And I thought it might be politically more interesting to have that be something that remains in America. Okay. Um, cause it probably still does. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the aristocracy of the old South. Um, so my movie's called the, the heart of it all. Uh, and I picked a cast of Tommy Lee Jones, Amy Adams and Don Johnson. Oh, wow. Um, and essentially I wanted to do, something that kind of spirals into a larger uh, conspiracy and mystery. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, I enjoy him as, in a law enforcement role, so I've, I've done it once again. <laughs> and have him be... Um, he tends to nail them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have him be uh, a retired uh, police officer, um, maybe maybe a sheriff, I'm not sure, uh, from, from somewhere in the South, maybe Georgia. Uh, and once he, he is retired and going through things, he's kind of, um, he's, he's living your standard American retired life okay. and is a little bit bored and starts taking odd jobs in a, uh, a Mike from Breaking Bad-esque way of just doing um, weird stuff. I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so do you have any other analogy for me? Hmm. No, that's such a good archetype. Uh, just, just <laughs> someone, someone with uh, what's the Liam Neeson like? A very particular set of skills. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, even at that age, uh, so, just so kind of uh, honestly, sort of like his character in Taken. Like he's retired, but he does these like little like uh, escort missions. Yeah, nothing okay. like on the scale of, of Taken, right. like right, you right, know, right. rampaging through Paris. But uh, just he 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 knows what he's doing. Um. And he starts going through old files and he comes across that murder. And uh, he's, he's, again, just so bored that he starts pursuing uh, the murder of this this young black man. Okay. Uh, it was at the time. And having it spiral into uh, discovering that that young black man had maybe walked in on something he should not have. Is this um, the old crime or is this something new he's just stumbled this upon? This is the old crime. Okay. Um, and from here, Tommy just kind of like in this, it's almost Kubrickian to me, uh, of just discovering plots within plots mm -hmm. in terms of discovering that the politics of this whole county that he lives in have been secretly controlled by people uh, who were once the Southern slave-owning aristocracy. Okay. Um, who, in the way that it kind of really did happen, but in a more open and insidious fashion, yeah. went from slavery to you know Jim Crow and uh, you know controlling the vote and controlling where people live uh, and using economics uh, more indirectly than slavery to keep these people down uh, but have it be just an actual cabal that has remained mostly within a couple of families okay. uh, that have controlled life in this county to the detriment of everyone but them ever since the Civil War Hmm. Uh, who is your director? I, I struggled with finding a director for a long time, and I kind of I went with Bong Joon Ho from Parasite, oh, okay. just because I would be interested to see him deal with these issues, because um, he dealt with <laughs> issue of class in Parasite he, so well. Has he made an English film yet, or no? Um, yeah, he did. He um, um, uh, the fucking the train movie. Um, oh right, he did Snowpiercer. Yes, Snowpiercer. That's a good title. Why'd you forget that, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> it's also a great film. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic film. I haven't and, watched the show, but I want to. It's a good show. It's 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 actually more of a detective story, actually. Interesting. Um, yeah. 
there's a there's a great story about <laughs> about Parasite where um, I think uh, Harvey Weinstein was trying to make cuts to it when it came to America, mm. and uh, Bong Joon Ho was like, I gotta I gotta put a stop to this somehow, and basically lied to Harvey and like anytime he had a problem with something, he said that oh this is actually like really important to my family and it reminds me of my father mm-hmm. and like all these things and harvey just go oh my god i'm so sorry yeah you're right keep that in and he just kept lying to him that way <laughs> the always lie to harvey weinstein yeah. <laughs> just let that man rot in hell for yeah the rest of the remaining of his miserable sad life yeah, fuck off. um and bong joon ho is amazing so <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> I, I i think his next movie is going to be an american film as well nice. if i recall I actually um, have not seen Parasite, uh, Parasite yet, and so I, good. I, I, I falter when watching foreign films, and I don't want people thinking that in the wrong terms. I mean that because I'm actually dyslexic, and it's very difficult yeah, for me to... Subtitles are difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult for me to read subtitles while watching a film because I, I, can't, I can't retain the knowledge as well as I'd like to. Um, so, so subtitled films are difficult for me to watch. I've seen many, and I've seen many that I love. Uh, the Motorcycle Diaries with a young uh, Gael Garcia Barnell is one of my favorites uh, about Che Guevara. Um, but yeah, I, I do need to sit down. It's just one of those things, since I am dyslexic, I definitely like need to be in the right mindset to watch it for me to be able to focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think there is a dubbed version. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I, I always I feel watch dirty it, watching those. <laughs> Because I want the original aesthetic, like I want everything. It's the same reason I also haven't watched Squid Game yet. Um, just I, I really want to. I just need to be in the right mindset and focus to be able to retain the knowledge of the of what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a curse, um, <laughs> but awesome. Okay. Uh, yes. Anything else? Well, in terms of the the denouement of it, I guess you know the the reveal of you know evil southern white supremacist in charge of everything is both mm-hmm. surprising and not surprising mm-hmm. uh in, t- in terms of the american south so i was trying to think of like an interesting way to end it um that's not django unchained yeah yeah <laughs> um and in terms of like you know does he win do i do i get to score a victory in this right um in, in terms in terms of him figuring this whole thing out and like, what is a way to unravel this control? And I think it, I think it, it is ultimately destruction of property, okay, um, and assets because you know when you take away economic control, it, it cuts the legs out from under these particular kinds of control, right? So yeah, I think straight up burning down a sizable portion of this area of town is not out of pocket. Okay. Okay interesting and uh yeah that's my pitch uh, the heart of it all nick what do you got all right let me figure out how best to broach this subject um we have done films on nazis we've done films on slavery and i wanted to go a little bit different i didn't want to just take exactly what was here um so i'm gonna start off by asking to explain an old science fiction concept from the 1700s uh, called Hollow Earth, which is the title of my film. Um, For those of you who don't know, the Hollow Earth theory uh, was basically proposed in 1740 
uh, by a man named, and I can't speak French, Pierre Bouger, I'm going to say. The idea, the concept basically is that the uh, core of the earth is, all of the earth is almost entirely hollow. Uh, and it's like an interior space, right? We we see this in Jules Verne's um, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing. Now, it's a lot of pseudoscience, uh, and it's a lot of folklore and science fiction, but there is a subset of people who truly believe this, similar mm-hmm. to Flat Earthers. It's in the most recent Godzilla movie, too. Oh, is it? That's Okay, yep. it's funny you bring that up. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, my movie is called Hollow Earth. Uh, it is directed by Lee Winnell. And it stars Mia Goth, Chase Crawford, and Aldous Hodge as a podcasting crew going to this small town in, I, I didn't exactly place where it is. It's not America. I'm thinking Norway or something. Okay. This small town where they're investigating the disappearance of a group of people. Um, as they progress, and the head of the town is played by Ethan Hawke, as they progress, they start to realize that these people aren't missing. They were sacrificed. And the reason that they were sacrificed, this movie is very campy and satirical. So this is out there. Uh, the reason they are sacrificed is because this town of people truly believe in the film versions of Kaiju, meaning Godzilla and King Kong and everything. And they base their whole subset of their town off of the idea that they need to sacrifice people to these kaiju monsters to be able to continue to live their lives. (laughs) (laughs) So my premise is this group of podcasters trying to uncover this mystery, and I'm still not entirely sure if I ever want kaiju to be real in in this film, or if I want it to be completely nuts that a group of this small town tribe or whatever it is would truly believe this thing and continue to basically sacrifice people because they love the movie King Kong from 1933. That's a really funny idea. (laughs) So the, the premise is basically that they're uncovering this mystery as Ethan Hawke gets more and more unhinged as Ethan Hawke is one to do. And, ends up trying to sacrifice our podcasting crew um, to hopefully uh, repay their kaiju gods. So I guess, you know, it's sort of similar to Cabin in the Woods, which makes me think that having the kaiju appear at the end of the film would be too similar. And I think it's better if they do not exist at all. And these people are all just absolutely insane. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's no reason to believe any of this. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for this stuff to exist, but they keep every year sacrificing people and they, none of them have ever seen one of them, but obviously they go around saying like, no, I've seen it. I've seen it at night across the, you know, the horizon. You can see them off in the distance as we, as we set up our sacrifices. And, and it's one of those things, excuse me, where people of the town are sort of, uh, while they're excited to be the sacrifice, I guess similar to like Hunger Games, right? There are certain people that are like, yay, we're we're doing this for the good of the people. Uh, but once they are actually in the middle of it, they start to realize, oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> um, That's so funny. So I went a very opposite route of this story, um, but I really wanted to see a group of people worshiping King Kong. <laughs> it's such a funny idea. <laughs> 
And, and the shitty 1933 one, the barely moving face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the one they know. They don't know like the 77 version or the Peter Jackson 2005 movie. They know the original black and white because I'm going to say that this town is sort of in a way, maybe in the style of like uh, Amish towns where like they don't have technology and stuff. They're very, they're very simple in their yeah, dealings. Um, so especially when you have a group of podcasters coming in with cell phones and recording equipment and stuff like that, um, they're obviously very taken back and not that they don't know that it exists, but it's kind of like, we don't want this stuff here because it's tarnishing our, you know, our nature, that sort Ooh, of thing. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, that's my weird ass pitch. <laughs> it's out there. And I think like, that's something we should lean into to the point where I'm going to propose that we do all of it <laughs> you want and, you, is this one of those episodes where we stick with one person's pitch no 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 no. oh okay when i say all of it i mean if we're gonna do a satire yeah i like all of it i think there should be nazis involved i think there should be confederates involved i think there should be a kaiju cult involved i think it should all be happening and be true so it's all just different cults in this town Ultimately, yes, in a way, <laughs> by the end of just literally being confronted by an evil underground council of Nazis <laughs> and and rebels and All right. people people worshiping monsters in the ground. And so it's, yeah, ha- it's, and have them have that attitude of like it, we are the people secretly controlling the world. It's the Illuminati. Yeah, except okay. they really don't. They're just down. They there don't come. Yeah, they don't control festering. shit. Yeah, yeah. They got their robes at Spirit Halloween. It's not, <laughs> and they're monologuing to this this uh, uh, journalism team of yours about you know how the South will rise again, and there will be a Fourth Reich, and the coming of the great beasts will and trample the, the earth. And, and I like every other conspiracy. Yeah, and I like the idea that she's Mia Goth, who's like I'm going to say is probably the reporter of the podcast. I, my idea was she's kind of the interviewer. Uh, Chase Crawford is the. Uh, backup or like the editor and then aldous hodge is like the sound guy um my idea is if we're gonna go that route she's constantly proving that all of the things they think are going to happen contradict each other yeah it's like you you cannot believe in this and also this it it doesn't it's it's not hard to turn these people on each other because yeah you know they're they're more obsessed with being individually right than they are with having some yes. kind of overall dog on the on the group of the the elders or whatever you want to call it there's like 10 of them and each one of them has their own theory about what the future holds yeah. for their nation and they're throughout this entire climax is just them monologuing it at the team and then starting to bicker with each other tommy lee jones is just planting dynamite at the top of this cavern <laughs> Because just to just, destroy everything just because he's like he, he had come he had come here expecting just like like you know uh people who won't let go of the old south right and there's a lot more of it but he's just like ultimately my my solution to this is the same and it's dynamite get rid of all of them yeah i'll tell you know Really, it's it's just a bit more dynamite. Like, I, I don't I don't have to change a lot of things. And they're like, what are you doing? We were gonna like expose this whole conspiracy. And no, like, no, no, no. Right. We're not exposing shit. This stuff's going underground. Sunlight, <laughs> sunlight's a great disinfectant, kid. But um, <laughs> I feel like dynamite is better. Oh God, I love that line. That's a tagline. <laughs> sunlight's a good disinfectant, but dynamite's better. 
All right, so how do we fit Tommy Lee Jones into this? And also, who was Amy Adams in your pitch? Um, I was I was going to have her be kind of the one ultimately uh, in charge of the whole conspiracy. Oh, so she was one of the Confederates? Yep. Okay, nice. Ooh, interesting. Um, all right, so let's see. Just if because we... there was this thing someone had written uh, that uh, intrigued me. It's a weird thing about um, intensely patriarchal and oppressive society um, is that women often wind up being the enforcers of it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. And people are just talking about different stories about like Iran and, you know, the way misogyny works in America and, right. and within our churches and things like that and how the people who do not benefit from it still sometimes wind up being the strongest enforcers of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could see a Southern woman uh, being in that position. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let's fit them into it then. Um, cause, so, okay, so yeah, let's, let's list it. out our conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> so we have, let's have Ethan Hawke and Amy Adams be two of the elders, maybe? Yeah. Um, they're two of the elders with separate ideologies. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is, maybe he was hired by Mia Goth and the podcasting crew as kind of a bodyguard type character. Like we need someone here. We're going to a place we don't know. People have gone missing. We need someone to help back us up. That's not just going to be focused on the podcast. You know, someone for security. Almost. Yeah, let's you know, let's have them, let's have them kind of meet up on the way. Uh, like on their way, like he's there for something completely. Yeah, okay. to keep like certain certain motivations, I think should be a little more mysterious until okay. we get deeper. Yeah, I'm good it. with that. So they meet him there, and they think he's a part of the town until they find out he's not. He, he uh, maybe they think he he lives there. He's part of it, and he's giving them certain advice on different things. Or like, but he's actually up. been there for like a couple months, just kind of undercover, almost. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So Ethan Hawke definitely has to be the guy who believes there are Cthulhu monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He believes in Squid Kings and everything. Yeah, and you know, you know, actual gray-suited Confederates, yeah. Nazis. That's three. What else? Like, what are other? Tropes oh god! What are think? like some? I mean, lizard people, I guess. Lizard, lizard people. Okay, is a big okay. One. People, people who believe that they are like the bad guys from the X Files. Yeah, yeah. I think that's are, a big Illuminati one, right? Lizard like, like a one-world government thing, because the aliens are coming. We have to have a strong central world government uh, uh, in the shadows, and that's us. So yeah, the UFO people definitely. Yeah, yeah, aliens <laughs> and stuff like that. Aliens, kaiju, Nazis, Confederates. Um, what are some other like? Yeah. And just the, the notion that Mia Goth is going to confront them at the very climax of this before the explosion will be like, none of this has anything in common. Yeah. But you all definitely are uh, deeply uncomfortable seeing black people. <laughs> like that's the only it's, through line with any of this is that you're ultimately uncomfortable with black people look at it, this council it's literally just a way for them to like to hide their racism that's all it is satanic panic we could do yeah. that one as well <laughs> satanic that yeah that, that's a good one satan worshipers yeah but like um, not not like the, the the temple of satan that we have about like people who think that like sacrifices will bring them power and shit yeah 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 that's yeah that's where the sacrifices are coming from maybe the rest of the elders table is like you got you got to stop sacrificing people because people are going to start asking questions yeah. <laughs> and so so like it's almost like the 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 best possible combination of our movies because we have opposing sets of protagonists 
who are pretty much literally from different movies. Yes. But they're both right. Yeah. It's sort of like a Dr. Strangelove roundtable of evil. Yep. Um, and I want at some point towards the end, Ethan Hawke to be so outside his fucking mind that he's just naked, covered in people's blood, screaming about waiting for the kaiju to take him. <laughs> we just we just tolerate that because this family's been in town for <laughs> um, since the beginning. It's just uh, giving Ethan Hawke full reign to go absolutely mm-hmm. apeshit crazy. <laughs> yep. And I, I, I like the notion of just like continually intersecting. Uh, between the group of podcasters and Tommy Lee Jones and maybe someone else um, following a different thread. Okay. Uh, all absolutely. We're, we'll, we'll keep the perspective with the podcasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a good little group to follow. But this constant intersecting of people who think they're absolutely correct mm-hmm. in what this conspiracy is. And from their perspective, it's like, what do you mean confederates? This is the, the this is definitely like some kind of human sacrifice cult. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. Do you, or what do you, what do you mean? You think you're fucking Mulder? Like this is <laughs> yeah. This is just just people being weird and murderous. This yeah. isn't a grand conspiracy, and then it's a much grander conspiracy because than any of these people thought. Because there's so many different ones. Yeah. It's just a conspiracy theory puzzle. That's yep. all it is. Each piece fits, but not exactly how it's meant to. It's kind of like the person that just kind of like pushes it in and hoping yeah. that the puzzle piece does fit there, but it really doesn't. Yeah, looks it like looks okay. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we have to end it on the, the big note of literally just exploding everything. Yep. But as we go through this... Do, do would you say that the podcast crew kind of gets uh, do they get more and more do they get deeper into the conspiracy do they get fed up with it do they get from do, their perspective it keeps getting more tantalizing but keeps making less sense yeah 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 <laughs> each time they're finding something else out they're like nothing is really adding up here and like all three of them are kind of just like doing their own research like yeah, no, I'm not really seeing how like Ethan Hawke's character is like translating to Amy Adams. Like, I don't understand where they intersect here. <laughs> okay, so good news, I found a bar of gold. <laughs> Bad news, it has a swastika on it, and I don't understand how that fits into any of this. <laughs> okay, okay, Nazi gold. Uh, was anyone? All right, anyone... the old the old man thought it was thought they were people who were trying to bring back the South. Maybe it's those people tend to be Nazis, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe they're okay. Well, then why was that one guy talking about Bigfoot? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. They have a giant corkboard with with yarn attaching everything, but nothing's attached. It's just yarn hanging off yeah. of the corkboard. <laughs> I've been trying to make a Venn diagram desperately, <laughs> and all I've got is circles i got a lot of circles <laughs> nothing's intersecting at They're not all. touching each other <laughs> there's just circles everywhere <laughs> there's gotta be a connection and then ultimately the only connection is they're all they, bad shit crazy they just don't like black people <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh okay so the connection is just racism yeah they're sacrificing black people and that's it that's their whole so they're just covering up the racism with these crazy stories of conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's 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 31 flavors, but it's all Baskin Robbins. <laughs> it's all racism. Ultimately, you're so, still in uh, the store. Every flavor is racism. It just yeah. tastes like racism. Mm-hmm. 
Like this one just has raisins in it. <laughs> and, and then there's that round table of all the elders just finally sitting there kind of there's a moment before everything blows up where they kind of oh, oh my god. They're right. <laughs> yeah, it was so utterly tenuous that just forging full steam ahead with no one around to question it or bring up logic yeah. just because this is such an insular society that it crumbles immediately when someone pulls on a single thread of the tapestry. <laughs> and they're all just sitting there like, oh God, our whole lives. Yeah, it's been like 200 years. 200 <laughs> not- years of someone not asking any questions. Yeah, yeah, no one questioning what was going on. And it's just all of them finally realizing, oh my God, our lives are a joke. Our entire existence is just a joke. Yeah. The reason all of these groups showed up here is because everything we're doing is just awful. <laughs> it's a stereotype. It's just it's just bad. <laughs> that guy's name is Fritz. We have not done very well at this. I think maybe one of them kills themselves before Tommy Lee Jones collapses the entire thing on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them kills himself. <laughs> But well, no matter what, <laughs> Nat, no matter what, Ethan Hawke is taking it to the grave. He's yep. like, no, the kaiju will rise again. <laughs> for, from his perspective, as this whole place is collapsing, like, you know, because of what they yeah. didn't do. Uh, like, there's this huge, like, stalagmite that just, like, falls in front of him and then comes forward. And we see it from his perspective. And it's like a huge finger. Yeah, he's like, it's happening. Yeah, and it's like he just got crushed by a stalagmite, or is it stalactite? Which one hangs from the ceiling? It doesn't matter. (laughs) He's dead. I think it's important for the podcast. (laughs) They're sitting there like recounting the the audio footage. The the, the the whole movie, movie, the whole movie, Tommy Lee Jones fully does not understand what a podcast is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what radio station do you work for? It's not we're we're online. We're we're not a radio station. <laughs> I don't understand. Just dead silence. Uh, yeah. So you rep- who do you report to? <laughs> no. And I think I think the last shot of the movie is literally Mia Goth sitting at a computer about to post the podcast and then she just sighs and presses the delete button. <laughs> Yeah, because this isn't anything. <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't know how to make something out of this. There's no one is gonna understand anything we've discovered because we don't understand un- anything we've discovered. We're also, I think, accessories to a lot of murders there, <laughs> like right at the end. Yeah, Tommy Lee that Jones. Old man is, thought he was a hero and shit. Tommy Lee but, Jones know. dies in the explosion. Yep. Like he easily could have gotten out, but he thinks it's more heroic to like go down with the ship. Yep. <laughs> his his family has been fighting it's been fighting the civil war for two hundred years. And, and he's, he's absolutely locked into it. He's so mad because he thought that he was finally going to get to the bottom of this whole thing. And then he finally realizes, oh my god, it's all just nonsense. Yep. It's it's just nothingness. I have been I have been searching for these answers my entire life and there's no answers there's not even any questions it's just gibberish (laughs) yeah it's all it's ultimately all just gibberish isn't it with these fucking people (laughs) so literally he just basically commits suicide because he realizes it's over there's nothing out there there's nothing for me now yep (laughs) my life has been pointless because it does not have meaning every man in my family for the past eight generations (laughs) 
has been fighting a war in the shadows and there's nothing in the shadows but there's, fucking dust bunnies. There's no shadows. There's yeah. nothing. It's not even darkness. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, kind I'm of too a too much bl- like these people. I'm it's just the kind of a blurry gray. That's all yep. it is. <laughs> all right. So we got a beginning and we got an end. We don't have a middle yet. Yeah. We got to figure out how, how we're getting there. We've done a I bit mean, of like, you know, them discovering certain clues that don't match. Right, 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 right. It's got to be something that from, okay, who do you, uh, who was Don Johnson in yours? He, he was another, he was kind of more the face of like the old Southern gentility. Okay, okay. But without being the brains. I, 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 we can, we can keep him as one of the elders. So Ethan Hawke, Amy Adams, and Don Johnson are like the three names. Then there's, you know, five or six others. Yep. Um, Ethan Hawke is kaiju. Amy Adams <laughs> is Nazi. You said, uh, she, she can be. She was Confederacy in mind, but she she can be a Nazi if she wants. I kind of like female Nazi. Um, and then Don Johnson is Confederacy. They're kind of yeah. the three points of the triangle, but their icon's not a triangle. It's like a circle. So like, <laughs> <laughs> none of it means anything. We should get um, someone from the X Files to be like the Men in Black guy. Do you want to bring in like Jillian Jacobs or uh, sorry, Jillian Anderson, not Gillian Jacobs, <laughs> Jillian Anderson or, or David Duchovny or that. Mm, that's too. That's definitely too on the nose. Who is the who is the guy that always helped them? Like the conspiracy theorist guy. I forget the actor's name. Um, um, well, I know their boss at the FBI was Mitch Pelegi. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? But... Yeah, he's who was he? he was just in something I just watched. I think could be making that up. Um, well, what's the guy I'm thinking of? Um, oh, I what mean, are the guys' names? They did the spinoff for the show of the three. Oh, the Lone Gunman. The Lone Gunman, which is um, such a funny fucking title. Did did they? How many episodes did they make of that? Like two? Like yeah, they've got like one season out of it. I think the Lone Gunman was a series. Yeah, thirteen episodes. Yeah, they also like predicted 9-11 the x-files or the lone gunman the lone gunman really yeah uh which is you know weird for a show that debuted in summer of 2001 i think yeah literally the last episode was may 11th of 20 uh 2001 mm-hmm. how did it do you know that story off the top of your head i just i just remember there's something to do with the twin towers and one of those getting blown really? up with a plane or something that's I, think, I don't even know if that aired. I just remember that story. Like it's long gone. I always forget Robert Patrick was in uh, X Files. Yeah, he was. He was replacement Mulder. Um, uh-huh. Wait, did Duchovny leave? There was like a period where, like, I think Scully was abducted and and Mulder was doing something, and then the main detectives became like Robert Patrick and Annabeth Gish. Hmm. Huh. I need to go through it again. My my dad, that was probably my dad's favorite show of all time. It ran forever. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> he passed before the, the like, reboot season. Oh, uh, yeah, what, yeah, Two yeah. seasons or something. Were those any good? I liked them. Yeah? yeah? I need to watch it. They were less, like, Monster of the Week, obviously, and more just right. about the overall conspiracy. I mean, I um, love Duchovny. Californication is probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. In the episode entitled Pilot, a computer hacker took control of a Boeing 727 airplane with the intention of crashing the vehicle into the World Trade Center. Oh, shit. Uh, they're able to counterhack the antagonist, preventing disaster at the last moment as the airplane pulls up and away from the Trade Center. Wow. This was in... Was that the pilot episode? This was six months 
This was on March 4th, yeah. Wow. That's fucking that's insane. Creepy. And yeah, that's the first episode of the show. That's so cr- I'm going to have to watch that. That's crazy. Uh with the with the ultimate goal of the hacker being to increase arms sales for the United States as a result of what would happen. The, the crew the attack. The crew wow. received special permits to fly a helicopter around the World Trade Center to capture some night footage of, of the iconic landmark that would no longer be there several months later. Deeply unnerving. Yeah. All that type of stuff. That like all the what was it? There's the Simpsons episode too, right? Didn't they uh, there's, there's, there's something in the Simpsons where he's got a pamphlet with the Trade Center on it and like the number nine is prominently displayed and the Trade Center looks like an eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um but that's the Simpsons. It's been on so long that there's bound to be things everything. that happen to show up in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we can, we can't use that show as like a Nostradamus special exactly, anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Mining yeah, yeah. culture for so long. Yeah. There are no ideas. The other good show a little bit off topic, but did you ever watch traveler? No, it was only 10 episodes or something like that. It was a very young Matt Bomer and Logan Marshall green. Um, it was a summer filler show back in like 2005. Uh, about a group of three friends who who film a prank at I think it was either the Met or the Museum of Natural History, one of the one of the major museums in New York, um, where their prank was they were just roller skating through the museum. Um, but the third friend, played by I can't remember the actor's name, but he played Pyro in X Two. Uh, his character's uh, name yeah, is yeah, Will yeah. Traveler. Um, the the third friend doesn't leave the museum. Logan Marshall Green, Matt Bomer leave, and then the museum blows up. So there's Ooh. video footage of the three of them roller skating around the museum with backpacks on. So obviously the government's after the two of them thinking they're terrorists. Jesus. And like this this whole conspiracy theory plot unravels. And it was it was a really good summer filler show. And I always wished it got a second season, but nothing ever happened with that. But um I, I recommend that if you can find it anywhere. I don't even know if you could. But mm. um it was it was it had a couple other people in it too but i can't remember who else but matt bomer and logan marshall green were like the two leads and it was um it was just a cool show i loved that show when i was a kid hmm. trying to see i've never heard of it yeah i'm trying to traveler 2007 oh, okay. um aaron stanford that's the guy who plays will traveler but it also had uh william sadler it had neil mcdonough oh i love sadler yeah, Neil McDonough was like the big baddie government conspiracy guy. It was eight episodes. Yeah, Jay and Tyler find themselves hunted by the FBI after a bombing of a museum. Their only lead is their best friend, Will Traveler, who disappeared after the bombing and is not in any record anywhere. They need to find him and figure out what part he played in a spiraling nightmare of violence, death, and conspiracies. Who is really Will Traveler? Jesus Christ. It was a cool show. <laughs> Little babies. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately the answer to these questions is always jesus christ <laughs> either that or you never find out because the show is canceled yes <laughs> which in this case i will say is true <laughs> um conspiracies are fun um conspiracies are fun don't bite me arthur so we have them hitting certain beats on the way to the, the confrontation yeah and finding clues and intersecting with from their perspective is a crazy old man obsessed with obsessed with something that makes no sense to them correct meeting townspeople who all behave in a very sinister fashion but in differently sinister fashions yes yeah there's different levels yeah. of it mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, your your classic innkeeper is in on the, the Cult of Cthulhu one. Right. And then, like, you know, they get their, their gas pumped by somebody who's clearly got, like, Nazi imagery on the on the fucking store and stuff. And, like, this isn't... Hmm. Now, the reason I would like Lee Winnell to direct this is, ironically speaking of Logan Marshall Green, is because of Upgrade. Oh, I think okay. Upgrade is a very good reference to Lee's interesting visuals and also kind of a i don't know if i'd call upgrade did you see upgrade yes i did i don't know if you'd call it satirical would you call it satirical no i I don't i I mean i can't picture anything it was satirizing yeah i i would say it's somewhat campy in a way with its It's kind of take on like genre yeah so i think that's a good reason for him to kind of like give us an interest he has really good interesting visuals like i've loved him since saw but i I, his directing style has just gotten so progressively better with like the like the first movie he did was insidious chapter three which was like okay it wasn't you know james wan gave him the the reins to like do his thing but then he moved on and he did uh upgrade which was fantastic and then he did the invisible man which was even better probably like each movie he gets progressively stronger as a director and i find that really interesting for him yeah i think you know we we went very hard into satire and horror comedy with this which is definitely more his his milieu yeah yeah exactly um what title are we going with are we sticking with hollow earth We've kind of moved a little bit beyond that, but I want to stay on that track. So let's find something else in in the realm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is always where you have trouble. Uh, <laughs> group of different conspiracy theories. I want to. Hmm. Well, what's the what's the big like the one the new world order one world government. Something like that. One world. Is that too? That feels too on the nose to me. Mm, mm -hmm. Um. Damn. Yeah, this is where we always get into dead dead air on the on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, Well, you know, Illuminati is is too much. Obviously, Illuminati is too much. Yeah. Like, uh, let's look at thesaurus.com for. Honestly, what are some good old thesaurus? Synonyms for together, well-adjusted, well-balanced, yeah. stable, in sync, calm, cool. No, nothing there. Um, what about like unity? Something to do the with unity, the unity, uniformity, union, unison, identity, alliance. How about in unison? In unison. What about alliance? Or is that already a movie? I feel like that's already a movie. Is that a World War Two movie? I'm double checking. Uh, <laughs> the movie that just came out, but it is, it looks to be an indie film because I've never heard of any of these people. Yeah. Um, in unison, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good with that. Like you know, there's other turns of phrase like false flag, right? Which yeah, yeah, I yeah. just read from uh, the the uh, Lone Gunman episode. Although false something might be good. Flag's not great, I don't think, for what Flag's we're going not good, for. But, but false is. False, I mean, false idol is too on the nose. Mm -hmm. And Fool's Gold sounds like an adventure film. (laughs) Uh, That is actually a, it is an adventure film starring uh, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. (laughs) Oh. I remember that movie. 
I have not seen it. <laughs> um, it was like a, it was sort of like they're trying to, it was, it, I thought it was called Fool's Gold. Am I wrong there? Hold on. You, uh, well, Matthew, I, I, I'm, I'm not familiar at all, so I can say. No, I know this is a thing. Um, it was like 2006. Oh, how about Falsehood? Ooh, Falsehood I like. Yeah, Fool's Gold. Yeah, it was a movie in 2008 with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Kate Hudson. It was basically like, did you ever see Into the Blue with Paul Walker and Jessica yeah, and I did, Alba? I did it's basically the same exact thing. They're trying to capitalize on sort of like an Indiana Jones aesthetic in modern time almost. There was like a 10-year period in Hollywood, I feel like, where they made the same A-list movie three times a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with different pairings of white man and blonde woman. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. I mean, they did it with like Fool's Gold and Into the Blue, both like ocean-themed movies. I mean, look at like No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. Oh, that's the most famous. Um, the example, Illusionist yeah. and um, uh, the, the Prestige. Prestige. There's so many movies that are just like the same film that come out the same. Even uh, Capote and what was the other one? Um, uh, the Infamous? Infamous, yeah. Yeah, those uh, were the Toby same Jones. exact. It's so yeah. interesting how those come about at the same exact time because they obviously know that each other's movie is getting made. Yeah, some of them are like coincidences. Like, you know, Christopher Nolan is not, you know, taking anything in the prestige. Yeah. Uh, into account with, with The Illusionist. But then there's these movies like Into the Blue and... Uh, and fool's, fool's gold, gold. yeah. Where clearly two studios are racing at the same concept. Yeah, I don't know. Into the Blue might have been a little earlier. Could have been. Let's see. Into the Blue was 2005, so it was actually like three years earlier. But yeah, yeah same premise and everything like that. They but the Into the Blue had Paul Walker and Jessica Alba as the sexy duo with the funny sidekick as Scott Kahn, and Fool's Gold had the funny sidekick as Steve Zahn. Yeah, so I, I remember everybody in school being like, we gotta go see into the blue because of jessica alpha and it became you basically was the only reason i thought steve zahn was in fool's gold now i'm missing oh no he was in sahara yeah with with matthew mcgane he was the yeah okay that's another one right 2005 that's the same year as into the yeah (laughs) it's it's a fucking arms race yeah it's it's literally ideas it's just them trying to capitalize on indiana jones they did the same thing with noah wiley and the librarian series that, I, that, I, that was fun. It was very. I, I enjoyed the first one. I don't think I ever saw the second one, but yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, falsehood. I think we're gonna go with that as our title. It's uh, it's one of those words that like almost feels archaic in the way that people used to use it. Like, a, and these falsehoods being lobbed against yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. I mean, I think, I think we have everything. Yeah, we this this became like less of a, a mashup of ideas and more of just like absolutely we're doing everything at once. Everything <laughs> you could think of is going yeah. to be in this film. There's the people that believe in uh, Sasquatch. There's the people that believe in the Jersey Devil. Yeah. There's the people that believe in aliens and <laughs> kaiju. Be- and- because I really do believe ultimately at the core of pretty much every conspiracy, if you can boil it down and reduce it to one thing it's people being very uncomfortable with the other unknown. races yeah yeah something they don't understand or something that's different it's the, it's yeah. the difference that's what they're that's what they're it's, afraid of it's almost easier to imagine yourself fighting against an overwhelmingly powerful conspiracy yeah. than it is to admit that no one's really in charge of anything 
yeah. and the world just changes because change occurs. <laughs> no one's trying to harm you or replace you. It's it's just that progress happens as a natural function of life. It's it's another one of those movies where like the ending is the ending. There's nothing super out there that there's nothing crazy. It's just nope. That it's you know there's there's really no like. There's no like moment of recollection for our characters. Mm-hmm. They just realize, well, it was kind of a waste of time. <clears throat> That's basically how it is. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Good shit. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between, thank you for listening. Uh, this was episode 56. Um, this episode will be out on uh, September 17th. So Saturday, September 17th. Uh, we're going to get back into the swing of things, hopefully, uh, coming soon. Yes, less sickness. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, now that it's getting <laughs> colder, who knows? Um, but again, I tested twice for COVID, and it was both negative, so I do not have oh, COVID. The Yay. weather outside is it's weather. weather. Um, <laughs> I stopped wearing a watch when I got out here. Oh, that's so cool. What are you like? You just like one with the sun or something? Nah, my phone's got a little clock on it. <laughs> oh, that's... That's like the same thing, man. I love that movie. (laughs) I know. It's so good. Um, All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, You guys know where to find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, the website. What do you got? uh, Podbean.com. If you want to go actual look at our full website uh, right there. Um, You guys know to share us, like, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff, which helps us out tremendously. It really does. If you can share the episode when you see it on Facebook or wherever, uh, if you can share that to your friends, it, it's a big help to us as we progress through uh, past 50 episodes of this podcast. We want to keep trying to find traffic, and uh, you guys are the ones that help us do that. And we love you for it. <laughs> we do. We do. So until next time, guys, I've been Rob. I've been Nick. And that's what we got. What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 